0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Scott Yeager. Scott is NCBA's Chief Environmental Counsel. Scott, thanks for joining us again. Of
1: course. Thanks for having me as always, Ed.
0: All right, Scott. Well, the big news on the environmental front for us in D.C. was uh, the kickoff on Wednesday, Wednesday. On Capitol Hill of a new group, a new coalition called Farmers for a Sustainable Future. NCBA is uh, a, a leader in this coalition. Um, who is, Who are the Farmers for a Sustainable Future? Tell us a little bit about the group, who's represented, and how this all got started.
1: Farmers for a Sustainable Future is a coalition of national agriculture groups that have all banded together to get out in front of the climate issue and to tell the good story that agriculture has in the space. You know, something that we talk about a lot is that we are often mischaracterized in the in the greenhouse gas emissions uh, story. Uh, we're colored with these global numbers that don't represent our agricultural system in the United States. So part of the, the purpose of this coalition is to get that good information in front of legislators and, and policymakers here in D.C., and then also talk about some of the policy principles that we all stand behind. And the reason this and how this came about was really about a year ago uh, with the Green New Deal uh, kicking up dust. There's probably five or six ag groups, us included, that were sitting around a table. And we said, who all here is opposing the Green New Deal? And, of course, I raised my hand because we had strong policy opposing the Green New Deal. I think there was one other group that also raised their hand. And we kind of talked about that, and then I think what we happened is we came to a consensus at the end of that meeting that regardless of whether we were a group that opposed it or or not, we needed, as a group, to get out in front of the climate issue more proactively. Um, So that's what tipped off this coalition, kind of formed it, and then it it ballooned from there. We've had meetings with uh, congressional committees. We've had meetings with federal agencies, and then on Wednesday, we had our official press event launching the coalition.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that press event uh, in a little bit. Um, Some of the other groups uh, that are uh, involved in this this effort, uh, American Farm Bureau Federation, the pork producers, um, uh, the egg producers, rice. So a lot of it's not just um, the barnyard groups, it's, uh, it's row crops as well. And it is, like you said, something that we need to push back on, We, especially in the meat sector, the beef sector especially. We seem to be um, sort of like the ones with the big targets on our back. But, you know, there is an effort out there pointing out, you know, that there is a, a an environmental footprint to – agricultural production. Um, The number that the coalition uses and pointed out several times is um, about 9% of all greenhouse gas emissions in this country come from the agricultural sector, which is smaller than a lot of people, you know, tend to think. Um, The number that we use on the beef side is that direct emissions from beef cattle in this country are only 2%, and that's a number according to EPA. So that's a number that we, that we, as a beef, uh, industry, a beef sector, have to continue to push out there when people are coming at us uh, on environmental issues and, and climate issues. Um, so, But this is a broad coalition, as we said. Um, so there's not a list of bills uh, that are that have been in, that have been proposed in Congress, that we are supporting of a, or opposing at this point, but uh, we did unveil a set of guiding principles that all of these groups can get behind. What are some of those guiding principles?
1: Well, they're 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 pretty high level because remember this: these are 21 different agricultural groups all getting together and figuring out what we can agree on. So what we came to is is we we support incentivizing innovation, right? Um, We like voluntary programs. That's something we will stick behind and continue pushing. We're in favor of reducing barriers. So reducing regulatory overreach, reducing bureaucracy in in some of these conservation programs that producers can utilize. Those help make these programs more appealing and get more producers involved. Uh, Science-based research. There's not a whole lot of... Uh, research that's being done right now that can that and we really need more research to show what good things agriculture is doing in this space it's something like uh, you know carbon sequestration is something we talk a lot of, about and the fact that cattle are grazing on grass provide a really important carbon sequestration uh, of value but there there is a lack of really good uh, data in that space and we need more of it so pushing uh, for more research in that space can help us as well as getting more resilient infrastructure. So, for example, and this is one you really wouldn't think about a lot, but it makes perfect sense: is farm roads. We need better roads to get our products uh, between states, from from feedlot to processor, from cow calf to feedlot. Um, having better roads and better infrastructure, uh, you know, dam systems, water infrastructure, all these things can help our farmers and ranchers do a better job and do a better job in the, in, in the climate space as well. And then. Focusing on outcomes, and this is a big one, because we don't want to spend time having our producers file reports to the government to tell uh, the EPA about greenhouse gas emissions. That doesn't help anybody. We don't need more paperwork. We don't need more bureaucracy. Now, if we want to sit down around a table and talk about ways we can uh, reduce emissions and also improve our output, we're here for it. And those are the types of things that we're all about. So those are our, our six kind of overarching policy principles that this coalition's centered around.
0: Okay, let's talk about Wednesday's rollout. We had an event up on Capitol Hill, a news conference, essentially, um, uh, in the House Agriculture Committee hearing room. Um, we didn't really know what to expect as far as turnout or interest was concerned, but it was literally a, a standing room only, like, spilling out into the hallway. We couldn't even close the doors. It got a little bit noisy in there by all the all the foot traffic going by. Um, how do you think it went? We had a pretty good media turnout. We got some pretty good media coverage. Um, how did that event go, do you think?
1: I believe it, it was a historic moment uh, for us, for agriculture and in the climate conversation in DC. It was the first time that agriculture stood before uh, congressional staff and the press and actually talked about it. And I thought that was a huge step in the right direction because listen, uh, unless we get out in front of this issue and start telling our story, we are gonna be left in the dust. So the event on Wednesday was a big deal in my mind. I think we'll look back on it as a turning point Uh, when we started taking, uh, maybe as a turning point as when we started taking control of this issue and started getting in front of it and started using it instead of uh, uh, shying away from it uh, because we really do have a good environmental story to tell. Um, So I was very excited about that. The fact that the room was overflowing with professional staff and media was great. There was a ton of engagement from reporters, there were some activists in the room that made things kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's actually, you know, reporters are great and and congressional staff are great, but you know that you've got interest when you've got vegan activists crashing the event and asking questions, pretending to be a reporter.
1: And that's you know we we knew that going in. We knew there there was the potential for uh, this event to be used by activists to. Uh, try to push their agenda, but we handled it well and we got our message across. So it was a very big uh, kind of cornerstone step for this coalition. It's uh, it's out there now, and we're going to be doing a lot of good in this space to tell the story of uh, the story of cattle producers and of agriculture generally to to move our to move us forward.
0: Yeah. So in reference to that, what are the next steps? Like, where do we go from here? We've had the big launch. Uh, everybody knows that we exist. What is this coalition looking to do um, in the you know the weeks and the months ahead?
1: Well, uh, since the press event, a lot of other ag groups that were not a part of the coalition now want to become part of it. So this coalition that's already 21 groups is going to become bigger by virtue of that. Um, So there's going to be a meeting in early March to talk about uh, incorporating more groups into the coalition, as well as looking at how we deal with things like opposing a piece of legislation or supporting it and how we would do that as a coalition, just as a function of that group. So kind of nuts and bolts type of stuff. Uh, We've had a lot of good meetings with congressional staff and agencies over the last year. We're going to continue to do that. Uh, So there's more to come with this group, and the only uh, path forward is really moving up. So we're excited about it.
0: All right. Well, good job this week, and good luck going forward.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org, and follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.